Welcome back. It's Due South on WUNC. I'm Jeff Tabiri. The Carolina Hurricanes are on the doorstep of a championship. For the past five years, the Canes have been among the most talented, competitive, and feared teams in the National Hockey League. But injuries and some other mitigating factors have thus far kept the Triangle's only major professional sports team from winning its second-ever Stanley Cup. Rod Brindamore was captain of the Canes when they won the Cup back in 2006. He's now in his sixth year as Hurricanes head coach. And he recently sat down with Due South to talk about the season, hockey's growth across the South, and some of his proudest moments. Let's do just a, a quick check here. I don't know, a quarter, a fifth of the way through the season, a long season. How are you feeling right now, mid-November? Yeah, I think we had some, some. I would say, not not even hiccups, but just some things that wasn't what we'd like to see. I think our group was a little inconsistent, which is not the norm for our group. Like, norm, for five years I've been doing this, you pretty much, I know what we're getting. I know what it should look like, and we do it. And we've had good success. But these first 10 or so games, it was some of that, but not the consistency that we normally played with. So that was a little bit concerning. Also understand that, you know, we had some new guys in the lineup. We had some guys out. and also played 11 of our first 15 on the road, which there's a lot of little factors in there that I think lead to that little bit of inconsistency. So hopefully – we start seeing a little more consistent. It's not effort. It's just the way we play because um, we definitely are working hard enough. It's just I think we're trying to do a little too much at times, and it uh, that doesn't really doesn't work. I think for high school seniors, the question is, where are you going next year? What's next for you? Where are you going? All right. I feel like, and I'm a I'm a, a fringe hockey follower. I'm not a hockey fanatic. I feel like the question for y'all is, well, all right, what's next? When's when's the cup coming to town? Is the cup coming to town? You're gonna win this cup. What's the deal with this cup? So I know you're focused. I know that you are uh, super competitive. We'll get into some cup talk, but I want to frame it up this way. How do you kind of split the difference of keeping your eye on the grand prize while also focusing on the day-to-day? Well, that's, that's a great question, and that's a great you know, kind of topic or a great way to think of it because we come into the season, everybody's put a lot of hype on our team. They should. We've been really good for five years, and we, you know, so I get it, but that's – that's six months away and you have to play a certain way to get him a chance to get to that kind of talk and not that we were you know reading the clippings or whatever you you know the hoopla but we forget you remember what makes us successful we put the work boots on and all our players do and and it's every shift and it's every day and and it's hard and winning is hard again not a hockey guy so forgive any mispronunciations if they come up here but you you have certified superstars right like you've got aho you've got bates you've got svetch you've got great talent on this team you have some experience now but as you think about what it's going to take hopefully from your perspective to win the stanley cup to hoist the stanley cup what is necessary that hasn't come into uh form yet that you have to do to get over the proverbial hump well well first of all if you knew that you know, you could do it. I think everybody knows. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. I think everybody knows what you got to do. It's just it's not easy to do, and there's a lot of factors. So first of all, you got to stay healthy. There's never been a team winning Stanley Cup that I can remember that their top guys are out of lineup. Because you get to the end, like we got all the way to Final Four, and we didn't have two of our top guys in there. The other team had all their guys in there. Okay, that's the difference. You're, you're sitting there going, no, everyone doesn't talk about that enough, in my opinion. You take one guy out, you take two out. It's different. So you got to stay healthy. And if I look at our last five playoff year runs, we've actually had never been healthy. It's hard. So we got to stay healthy. 
that's a big deal. Getting over the hump, I don't really think that we have to change our game. We play, I don't ask when we hit the playoffs, change our game. No, that, that's why you, you do it all year. You play a certain way. So when you get there, you shouldn't have to change anything. I'm not asking, you, you can't ask for more effort. I already, we already ask for it all the time. So if, if you don't play good for 80 games, you're not getting to that chance to even, you said hoist the cup. You don't even, you don't have, you don't even get a chance. So let's err on push to the, that finish line and then see if we can get to the next race. So you talk about health. In your career, you played 1,400-plus games. I read that at one stretch you played 484 consecutive games. Now, I'm not saying you were healthy for all that, but but you were hanging around there for a bit. Is there any element – and I, I think of basketball and like this load management, which is uh-huh. a problem for the NBA, and you're grown in just I say load management. Talk to me about how, if in any way, you take your foot slightly off yeah. the accelerator in an 82-game yeah. schedule. It's – it's, it's something I think I'm still learning how to do it. One year I said, okay, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I guess I mentioned the finish line. So my finish line was at the 82-game marker. I didn't want to leave anything in the tank because I want to – let's get there, see what happens from there. And I thought, okay, maybe if we backed off a little, would I have a little more here? I don't know if I really did that, but, you know, am I doing that now a little bit? I don't know because – I don't, I just not how I'm wired. Yeah. So I just don't want to regret. I don't want to get a foot short of the finish line and go, oh my God, we had all this left in the tank. And then we don't. So I'm erring on that. That's just, just the way we're built. Yeah. But there's other ways that you can. So you mentioned this word, the loan management thing. Like, so we, we do, we have this science. We have it. It gets thrown on my desk every day. This guy's, you know, and so I, I'm definitely mindful. Yeah. So, okay, look, we're going to back practice off. We're going to give him another day off, you know, but when we, practice when we whatever we're doing it's full like there's no we can't half you know what anything yeah. like so how do i manage that i think it's you got to give the guys more days and and that's starting that'll start to come it doesn't this first month second month not so much but as you see december january february i'll start backing those off i want to chat about one of the widespread changes in hockey which is this uh which is a shift to the south when I was a kid growing up in the Northeast, there were no Southern hockey teams. And today we've got the Predators and the Canes, two teams in Florida. There's a team in uh, Texas. You played in two hockey-crazed places, Philadelphia, St. Louis. And then you came here, which is not a hockey place. But when your career ended, you chose to stay. Yeah. Why? Well, golly, we could talk all day on that. I'll, <laughs> I'll try to sum it up to this, the people. It's not just in the area. People are great down here. Like, they're just... They are, and people are great everywhere, but there's a difference. There, I noticed it immediately when I came here. First, I, I tell the story all the time. I got traded here. It was in the snowstorm of the century hit the day I got here. I'm like, seriously, North Carolina? I didn't think that this, you know, this is how it was supposed to be. I had no clothes yet because I was supposed to, I was traded on the road. I was supposed to go back to get my stuff, and I'm just like two weeks shut down, stuck in a hotel, and couldn't have been treated nicer by people. I had no idea who I was. I was going to a grocery store and people are like, they could see I was in a suit and I'm like, this guy's not dressed right. Like they didn't know who I was. And they were like, come on in, like get in the front of the line. Like it was all these little things that I wasn't accustomed to coming from Philadelphia. No, no, no. I grew up outside uh, of Boston. I get like it. they would nice not be Philly. letting you in. Right. They don't let right. you in. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's just little things. And, and so I was always like, what's the angle? You know, what, what do you want? Why are you let being nice to me? It took a while for me to be, that's just how people are, you know? So, then I get to the organizational part where I'm in an organization. I wasn't playing good when I first got here, and yet they still made me feel like we we know you're you're a good player. We want you to be a part of this. So right away I was like, okay, great. And then just I'm raising a family, 
it was just right. the more I'm around it, I was like, oh, this place is it's like a hidden gem yeah. in North Carolina. And I knew about Michael Jordan, and I knew Coach K's name. Right. That that's about what I knew about North Carolina. Get down here, and it's basketball craze, but over the years, as this has grown, and all that really happened to me is we got good, and hockey's a great game. People come watch a good live hockey game. You can't not like it. Like, it's just – and then you get to a playoff game. You get any of that, it's like it, – people that are, don't know anything about hockey go to one of those. It's, they say it's one of the best things they've ever seen and witnessed. So that's what's happened. The sport's grown because people have – you know, it's 25 years, but we've had good teams, and it's a great game. Coach Brenda Moore, Carolina Hurricanes head coach here on Due South. Coach, I want to focus in on the the change in the culture you're alluding to here. Maybe it's the following, right? Like, so the Canes come down from Hartford a while ago. Y'all win the cup in 2006. And I've been here in North Carolina for 17 years. It feels like the, the fan base is wider. Is I don't necessarily want to say more passionate, but maybe more people who are more passionate. Mm-hmm. What have you noticed about a change in Southern the, hockey? The growth. So... Here's a good story. I got here, like I say, in 2000. I stayed in the summers. I was one of the only players that would stay through the summer training. I paid – this is what I would do to get my training in. It was a rink. We had our practice rink was over at – it was an old RCI. And we had a little room and then, you know, the rink. So I would pay my $10. I'd go for stick and puck with, with the no- local people. I'd pay my $10 because there'd be three people on night. And I'd just – I'd work out and then I'd go skate, pay 10 bucks. One o'clock to two o'clock, and I'd go on the ice and I'd say, "Hey, to the three people that were out there, look, I'm going to go take this end for my hour. Can you do, do you mind just staying down there? No problem. I could do it. You can't do that now. You any sticking bugs? You have to you have to actually sign up because they have a limit of thirty. You know what I mean? Like you can't do that. It's just the growth of hockey. You look at the minor hockey. My kids all play hockey. I got my little guy now still playing. It's there's a like hundred million more teams and kids are playing. And it's because you go back to, I think, 06, we win. People are getting excited about it. Now their kids are now growing up. And now they're, you know what I mean? It's just, it's a trickle down effect. So they're putting their kids into hockey. And that's why you see this. We have new rinks popping up. We, we need more because there's no ice time. Like it's just, it's, 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 it's the nature of being successful, but also I think a great, great game. Let's pretend that my wife walks in here uh, and I was like, coach, tell my wife, Blair, about your philosophy. Just size it up for me. Put it in a box. What is your coaching philosophy? How would you describe it to her? And just to be clear, yeah. she's not a hockey fan. Uh, what's my coaching philosophy? I, I don't know. I, I'll, what I ask of anybody that comes into our room is just whatever you do, do it and do it to your best of your ability and, and walk out of here every day. We have some little reminders, but it's like, did I do what I could today? Did I make this place better? You know, we we'll walk out, and it might be I had a bad practice day, but you can still affect the people around you as you leave, the trainers, the, you know, the people that do things for make them feel better about their day. There's something, can you make it better, people around you? And for me, as a, this is the ultimate team sport. Hockey is the ultimate team sport. We, our best players, you mentioned a couple of them, they play a third of the game at most. Right? You're relying on everybody. That's what I love about this game, because you can't win unless – you're good and you're good. Even though you might not hardly play, you know, your shift matters. Like it could be the difference between winning and losing. So trying to make everyone feel not it's, it's more than feeling important, feel important about what we're doing as a group. And so what, I don't know if that answers your question, but it's, it's just every, all the coaches in any sport, they all know the same stuff. I, I truly believe it's, it's the same, same things, but it's how you, how do you get that message across? I'm going to go quick hitters here. Coach Brenda Moore, Canes, 
head man here uh, on Due South. Coach, who's your toughest critic? Well, myself. I, I, I have a hard time, you know, when I played, I always worried about my mistakes. I always worried about, I go home at night, I'd be like, I could have done this, didn't I got, now I got, I got 20 guys' mistakes, and I'm wondering, you know, if they make it, what did I, why didn't I teach them, or what, what have I not gotten across that they would do that? But I think that's just how I'm wired, but it, it makes it, makes it tough for, for, to ever, you never, you never get a moment where you're just chill. I thought that was going to be your answer. Uh, you have a nickname, Rod the Bod. Uh, this comes from, I, I, I glean, I've gathered, I mean, comes from a, a nice physique and you work out really hard, but you have a motor where you just work, 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 work. You were a, a total gym rat. Fact check. You were once padlocked out of the Michigan State workout room. Yeah, kind of. Um, they just, I mean, didn't padlock it. This, I mean, I'm not that old. They had, you know, regular locks where you but didn't, they, you, they didn't, I didn't have a key for it, but they it really, you know, what it was, was now I know. The coaches have to be there for you to access the facilities. A liability. They don't, they well, they so they the don't want to be there all the time. So they they just say, no, we're not, you know, <laughs> we're not opening it today or whatever. So that's really what it was more than I'm sure, you know, I mean, you couldn't get a key because you're right. Someone had to be there. So they'd say padlock, but they just didn't want me around because that meant they had to spend more time at the rink. So you were such a workout nut that when you were playing college hockey at Michigan State, your coaches had to steer you away from the workout room. Is that a fair way to summarize it? That's fair, but they also had good intentions. They knew that I didn't need to be in there as much as I was, and so they were like, you don't need to do it. And and they were right, right? But to me, it's that going to that finish line thing where I don't want to leave anything in the tank kind of mentality I think I've had. But that drive, does that come from mom or dad or uncle or grandpa or watching Gordy Howe? Like, where does that, that's not normal. And yeah, I, well, I say that respectfully, but where know. does that come from? I don't know. Well, definitely my upbringing. My, my, both parents worked. My dad was a pipe fitter at a mill. I, had, I watched him get up early, early and go to a job he hated and come home and do it every day. And I remember him telling me, you, you don't want to do this crap. So you better do something different than the next door kid that's on your team. Like he's going to practice three days a week and he's doing this. You better do a lot more than that, you know, like, and so that's kind of the mentality I always had. I always, every team I went to, I found the guy that was the hardest working guy and watched him and then did what he did. And then a little extra, a little extra. And that's kind of how I thought. I haven't uncovered the stone in my research, so apologies if I'm putting my foot in my mouth. Is your dad still around? Is he no, with us? he okay. actually just passed away this year. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's life, right? It's the circle of life. And so the other part of that, too, I'm a big deal, a believer in, like, making every day count. Like, it's just, it goes, man. It's going. And I try to preach that to these guys all the time. Like, I was sitting in your seat not that long ago, and look at, you know, like, it's, let's, we got to make every day count, good or bad, like, let's. Make it a memory. If in the mem- most memories that you can stack, you're going to look back on life. That's what you think about, right? You go through life and you're like, you know, how many memories do you actually have, right? And you have an opportunity. These guys have an opportunity every night to create a memory. There's something special that could happen every night. They get out there and lace their skates up. And um, we're, we're lucky that way. You've had some incredible moments uh, that this game has brought you. Definitely. You had one earlier this year, not as a coach, not as a player. You had one as a as a pop, as a dad, your son Skyler, oh, yeah. on the ice when Quinnipiac wins yeah. the national championship. Yeah. Unreal. That that was, again, memory I'll, I'll have forever. You know, watching your kid, I mean, he's skated with us forever. He's been in, you know, put in a lot of work and 
Um, just being able to get there was special and then watch him win special. And now he's, you know, forging his way as a, in a pro career. He played in a preseason game for the Panthers against us this year. So it's kind of cool to watch, you know, see that happen. So, um, yeah, I've been very fortunate. This is a totally unfair question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. You have earned a world championship in your career, 1994, playing for Canada. You've earned a Stanley Cup in your career, 2006, playing for the Carolina Hurricanes. And you watched your son win a national championship this past uh, spring for Quinnipiac. What's the best of those three? Uh, yeah, the, the honest answer is the Stanley Cup because uh, that I put in my whole life, and that's that was something that, you know, I mean, literally my whole life, since I was like 12, I remember thinking I want to make the NHL. That's all I want to do is win a Stanley Cup. And then to win it with a bunch of guys that thought the same way. And that's that's very unique. Different. I don't. I shouldn't say more important, but different watching your son do it, his craft and putting all the work in. It's, that's a, a proud moment for him. It doesn't really do anything for me, you know, but a, a super proud moment for him. Like you're so excited to see your, your kid accomplish what they wanted to do, but selfishly, the Stanley Cup was certainly <laughs> a better moment for me. Coach Rod Brendan Moore, head coach of the Carolina Hurricanes, they're off to uh, a good start. They've rounded the corner, uh, and they're keeping their eyes on that grand prize. Coach, thanks for joining us here on Do South. You got it. Appreciate it. Rod Brindamore and the Hurricanes play next tomorrow night at home against the Edmonton Oilers. I'm Jeff Tabiri. This is Do South on WUNC.